Dan Dickow here for Gonzaga Nation SI on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Day two of the NBA Combine passed a day or two ago and wanted to give my thoughts uh, on what it meant for the Zags who were there, the two Zags that decided not to play in games as well as, and probably more importantly, is a recap of the two Zags that did play on day two of the NBA Combine. Those two Zags that didn't play, we've discussed Chet Holmgren at length, not expected to play. Uh, he didn't play, and that's not going to impact or affect his draft status or outcome in any way, shape, or form. Again, the lowest I've seen him is four in a mock draft. I think he's going to go number one or two. It's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks to, to see how that plays out. Um, now you may see a little jockeying of ideas with agents in regards to their guys getting to workouts for the top three or four teams. Uh, you've seen it before in the past where, for example, Chet Holmgren, maybe his agent will not let him work for the work out for the team that has the number two pick in the draft. Many times that's the case. They'll simply let them work out for the team with the first pick. Uh, and then maybe many times the team with the first or second pick might provide or put up a little smoke screen and have guys that are maybe projected or pegged at, you know, the fourth, fifth, sixth pick in the draft. They, they might bring those guys in uh, to work out for them um, and kind of, like I said, put, put up a smoke screen and make people think that something's going on. Maybe it's a trade that's in the works. Maybe somebody's uh, valued a lot higher in that team's eyes than, than maybe in others' eyes. So it's going to get interesting seeing how many of these things play out. But again, I don't expect uh, this past week of Holmgren not playing in the games to impact or affect him in any way. Uh, it really won't. And then in regards to Julian Strother, didn't play in the, the first day of games that we already talked about and covered. He didn't play in games uh, in day two. Um, the big thing to keep in mind now or keep an eye out for is what pre-draft workouts does he have set up for other teams? And where are those teams that he may go work out for? Where are they slotted in the draft? Is there a late first round team that brings him in? Um or a or or a team that has a definite need and maybe multiple second round picks where they definitely uh, could give a guarantee because that's the big thing right now I think for Strother is does he have a guarantee from a team that they're going to take him at least somewhere in the second round that gives him a comfort level that I'm in I'm staying in I'm going for it obviously if he gets a commitment from a team in the first round I think that's a no brainer he stays in the draft but uh, again <clears throat> you look at uh, kind of the games that are being played amongst agents, front offices, and all those, um, all the information that is being put out there and shared, you got to really get be comfortable with the information that you're told and trust uh, what is being told to you. Because many times agents as well as front offices are, are playing the game back and forth. Um, so, but that being said, Strother's uh, doing it the right way from, from what I see. He's got a certified agent NBA and NCA help him work through this process to, to get the best uh, and most accurate information possible so that he can get um, the, the decision that makes the most sense for him. Uh, because at the end of the day, he's in a position now to make a decision for him as opposed to in a decision 
for Gonzaga basketball. And, and I think that's a, a, a clear definition that has to be made. Uh, and I know that's hard for a lot of times for fans because they want all the guys to come back. And Drew Timmy's in, in the same spot. He's been tremendous for Gonzaga basketball. Gonzaga basketball has been tremendous for him. But right now, you know, he's in a, a short window to selfishly look at all the options that are best for him. Uh, and so I, I fully agree with both guys letting this play out as long as possible uh, to see where the, the true information comes in at so they can make the right decision. But back to day two, the game recaps. Um, Drew Timmy was uh, – spectacular uh there's not much else you can say about it i think a lot of the question marks uh, are have always been him shooting the ball in, in an extended range shooting the ball at the free throw line at times as well as defensively i think defensively that's always going to be a question mark just because of how the game is played and honestly it's not even a only drew timmy question as a four or five in the nba can he guard that's Every four and five in the NBA now uh, is can they guard in space when they get isolated with with a quicker guard putting the ball on the deck and, and trying to get by you? Can they guard in pick and rolls? So, yeah, that question comes up with Drew Timmy all the time, but that's no different than does that question come up for Kofi Cokeburn? Does that come up for uh, Hunter Dickinson when he gets back, when you would imagine he's in the draft next year? Uh, that question is going to honestly be, uh, for any big in this day and age of basketball years ago when it was post dominant basketball in the low block uh, it was can you guard a guy on the low block can you push him off the spot nowadays it's can you guard in space can you guard a pick and roll so uh, I'm not as worried defensively uh, because of what he can do on the offensive end now if you're a guy who can't score very well on the offensive end uh, and be creative and, and make plays and I'm talking Kofi Coburn right now as opposed to Timmy now I think you become a little bit more limited in, in what teams see out of you or view you as so because of Timmy's offensive skill set he kind of negates a lot of those question marks on the defensive end of the floor but you go back now to Timmy on the offensive end with a couple of the question marks that are out there shooting range knocking things down at the free throw line especially in, in tight close situations uh, he was spectacular at the line he was seven of seven uh, in the game the other day, it ended with 21 points, only four rebounds. But again, um, you know, you also got to look at did the guy he he was matched up with were were they dominant on the glass? Were the guards on his team active chasing down long rebounds? Um, so I'm not as worried about the the rebounding numbers as maybe some other people might when they look at the overall box score. But 21 points, four rebounds. Uh, seven of seven from the line, but the interesting one, four of five from the three-point line. We've talked at length throughout the season when Adam Morrison would join me on Gonzaga Nation SI, as well as we've talked in a lot of the pre-draft um, podcast shows about where does Timmy fit in? Can he shoot the three? Well, he showed that he can shoot it uh, over the last two days in the NBA combine. I'm sure there's been a ton of focus in his workouts and drills of of getting comfortable at that three-point line that's a little bit further uh, of shooting with confidence not that timmy ever has ever lacked confidence but you go four or five in in day two that's definitely going to bode well in a lot of people's eyes and i think the big thing he has to prove is and i think he he started to prove it is the stroke looks the same at 23 feet nine as it does from 18. when the scouting report shows he's not a three-point shooter 
teams are going to be slow to close out. You shoot it on your terms, which is exactly what Timmy did. He shot those threes, open threes, nonetheless, on his terms. And that's the big thing for anybody that in his position uh, is shoot the threes on your terms. Don't get rushed. Don't get forced into shooting through threes that you don't want. And if he shows the ability to start knocking it down a little bit cons- more consistently, now four or five is you you can't expect anybody to do that consistently. But if he shows that on the scouting report, you got to close sooner, that actually might help him because now he can put the ball in the deck, really dribble attack because most fours and fives, and we've seen this in college the past three years, they can't guard him on the bounce because he does such a good job of physically attacking defenders hips getting you going one way hitting you spinning back the other and then on the recovery if he doesn't have a clear lane to a finish his footwork is impeccable with his spin moves his up bakes his step throughs um so many different things uh can be enhanced because it's just the ability to have to guard him on a closeout out to the three-point line but I, I think he showed just how difficult of of cover he is for guys to guard uh, and somebody I would imagine at the NBA level is going to fall in love with this. Now, do I want Drew Timmy to make it to the NBA? 100%. Absolutely. Uh, again, it's going to take a, the right fit, the right team. Um, but I think he took a huge positive step in the right direction with his play at the NBA Combine uh, to finding that team that looks at him as maybe a curveball off off the bench in regards to a, a secondary low post scorer that's not in your starting lineup. He attacked the defense. He was physical when he was attacking it, as I mentioned, going off defenders' hips, spinning with with power. Uh, and then he also had a couple of really nice plays where he finished at the rim. There was one that that he finished uh, a dunk with contact, which is another thing that uh, is going to be looked at. You know, there was a couple plays over the course of this year that was talked about at length. There was a, a time he went to attack against Duke, and I think it was Mark Williams blocked him. Um, you know, he's got to just be able to show that he can be decisive, he can attack, and he can finish well enough when help side converges with length and athleticism. But that's not a question mark that isn't just for Drew Timmy. It's also for every other player in the NBA is can you com- can you finish when help side defense is converging with length and athleticism? So uh, it, it's it's nothing just tailored to Drew Timmy and his scouting report. Andrew Nemhart now, absolutely amazing performance. And I think it maybe has some people in the first round now truly looking at Andrew Nemhart. I made the comment a week or so ago on Gonzaga Nation SI that uh, I was comfortable saying he was going to be a mid-second round pick. Uh, the way he play, played and the way he performed at the draft combine in the one game he played makes you think that, you know what, he did everything he needed in that one game to elevate his stock in somebody's eyes. I would think he elevated in a lot of people's eyes because he was great. 26 points, 11 turnovers, was in complete command of the game from start to finish. Guys will get a rebound. Hey, let's get it to Drew. Guys are needing some some direction. They look to Drew Nemhart. Guys need to get in a set, get a bucket, get a good look. Ball gets in Nemhart's hands. Something good happens. So much of the NBA game is predicated on pick and roll. So much of the NBA game is predicated on making the right reads in the pick and roll, whether it's a shot for you, a shot for others, 
or just moving the defense and quickly getting it back to the right side the, the, with the right read to get to that next action. And, and Drew Nemhart showed the ability to, to make the correct read time and time again. He had all the right reads in that scrimmage. Attack to score, attack to finish, attack, you read the switch, and then just advance it to the next guy, let him make the play. He had the pick and roll uh, pocket pass. He had the lift pass. He had the skip pass. I mean, he was he was working on all cylinders in regards to directing the traffic of that game and being the most impactful player that I saw throughout the combine. Yeah, other guys had some nice performances, but nobody had as good a performance as Drew Andrew Nemhart. And I think he, again, solidified himself as being an NBA point guard. And hopefully it leads him to solidifying and getting a guarantee from a team in the first round. Because when you look at what, is needed in the NBA as a point guard. Yeah, you've got to shoot it well enough. And I think he started to dispel that notion this year, shot almost 40% from three. He struggled shooting it in the combine game, two of nine. It's, it is what it is. I think if, if he can prove he's truly a mid-30s three-point shooter from the NBA line, um, in, and I think he will, and in, when people watch game film from this season realize – very rarely did he shoot toe the line threes. A lot of them were two, three feet behind the line that that three point line at the NBA level is not going to be uh, a detriment to him. I think he's proven that, or in my eyes, he's proven that, but I think the other things at the NBA level as a point guard, you got to be able to control and dictate the terms of the game. And what I mean by that is put playing the game at your pace. If you want to play fast as a team, can you play fast? And I think Nimhart can. He can throw it ahead, making the correct decisions there. He's good at probing in transition. He's good at drag screen situations. Uh, but then maybe the most important thing is the ability to play out of pick and rolls. And I just talked about it. He, he showed he made all the right reads. Score to finish, score off finish, score off jump shot, uh, and then dictate terms and pick and roll as far as pocket pass, lift pass, skip pass, just the simple pass when you read it to lead to the next action. So I think Andrew Nemart had a tremendous uh, day two at the NBA Combine. So uh, looking forward to the next couple of weeks of, of reading all the articles, uh, listening to the arguments about where certain guys should go. We'll be providing uh, more insight as more information comes out of where guys may be looking to go. We're going to have our own mock draft here with myself, and to our two writers, uh, Asher Ali and Cole Forsman on Gonzaga Nation SI. But um, lots of good stuff coming up on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Check us out. Like, subscribe, and review, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Thanks again for joining. Have a great day.